Welcome to the Game Changing Health Podcast. I am your host, Gianna Beasley. I am a registered dietitian and certified personal trainer. And I am so excited to have you here because we are going to talk all about how to change the game of your health in ways that are realistic and sustainable. We're going to talk about hot topics. We're going to talk about how to get to the root cause of your health issue and talk about how through nutrition and movement, we can create a life that you love and can live fully. Thanks for joining and let's dive in. When I first start working with new clients or when I'm connecting with people on Instagram, which is where you can find me hanging out most of the time, a big question that everybody has when they're trying to figure out what is going on with their health and with their bodies is where to start. And typically the first place for a lot of people is going to be with labs, but there's a lot of labs out there to request. So how do you know what to do? Well, the good news is I got you. I made a freebie for y'all. It's called Labs to Request Annually that breaks down common labs to request every single year preventatively, and then also some additional categories on additional lab markers that you can request if something doesn't feel quite right with your body, and also what to do if you're not having luck getting those labs done in traditional channels. So be sure to grab that freebie by joining my email list below. The information is below in the show notes, so don't miss out and go grab that. If you have questions on it, slide into my DMs on Instagram. Welcome back to the Game Changing Health Podcast. I am Gianna, your host, and in this week's episode, we are going to talk about how a GI map changed my life. And in the next couple solo episodes here on this podcast, I've decided to focus them a little bit more on gut health. So if you have any burning gut health questions, feel free to slide them into my DMs on Instagram so I can be sure to talk about them in the next few episodes. I'm also playing around with the idea of doing kind of like a questions box on Instagram and just doing like a Q&A um, podcast episode in the next couple of weeks here. So be sure to send me over any questions that you have that you would like answers to, burning questions. But for today, I figured before I introduce formally and like dedicate a whole episode to what a GI map even is, I want to talk about how it changed my life. So I will give you a brief, quick overview on what it is and what it entails. But the main content of this episode is going to be talking about how a GI map changed my life because I was in a really tough spot in 2020 where I was just not feeling well. And I hadn't been feeling well for a while. And I found out back closer to like 2019 that I was celiac and I'd been eating gluten for a very long time. Um, my doctor and I have hypothesized that what kind of triggered it later on in life for me um, was when I ended up with mono um, in 2016 and my health just never was quite the same after that. If you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast, I talk a little bit more about my story there, but basically <laughs> all of 2020, it's pretty safe to say that my gut health was unwell. We were just not thriving. We were not doing well. Obviously, the pandemic hit at the beginning of 2020. Um, and I think being home and being forced to slow down a little bit more really made me very acutely aware of like, hmm, I am not feeling super good on a daily basis. And it pretty much all revolved around my gut health. And I did an internship in the summer of 2020, like a virtual internship. And I actually learned how to like read and treat a GI map. And so I basically like in September of 2020, it was like before I start doing this with 
you know, a bunch of my own clients. I kind of want to get to the bottom of my own gut issues and really figure out what is happening here. And so essentially I ordered my own GI map and I I won't even lie. I remember my breaking point to being like, okay, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what the investment is. I don't care if I literally cannot spend a dollar on anything else fun for the next couple months. Like, I have to get answers to what is going on. And at the time, I did not have um, a primary care doctor or anything like that. And I was like, well, I know how to do this and I do this for a living. So I might as well do this for myself. And as a full disclaimer, I don't totally recommend DIYing things yourself. I actually, once I got my results back and kind of came up with a plan, had some colleagues look at it with me and just like bounce ideas off of me to make sure I was like heading in the right direction. So full disclosure, this was like back in the very beginning. I've been running GI maps now for clients for three years. Um, I started using the GI map in 2024 clients and myself. Um, So for those of you that don't know what a GI map is, it's a specific stool test from a company called Diagnostic Solutions. So GI, like G, the letter G, the letter I, map, M-A-P. That's what the test is called. A lot of times I'll get clients saying, oh yeah, I had a GI map done but they've really just gotten like a stool sample done at their doctor's office. That is not the same as a GI map. The GI map is a specific test from a specific company called Diagnostic Solutions. So there are several stool tests that are similar to a GI map. There's, I think it's called GI effects from um, another company. So there's a lot of other stool tests that are the same, but typically what is not the same is if you go to the doctor and they take a stool sample, they're not looking at what a GI map is looking at, right? And again, I'm going to do a whole episode on what a GI map is, but like I said, I wanted to focus on just kind of talking about like how it changed the trajectory of my life and kind of how I was feeling. Because if you resonate, then you're definitely going to want to stick around for this series. Or if you are a coach and you're listening to this and you have a client telling you some of these things, this is definitely a red flag and they should definitely work with a provider um, in addition to working with you to get a GI map done and figure out what is going on. So just to kind of start a GI map in the full like scheme of things, right? The GI map is a stool test. You collect it at home. It looks at things like bacterial pathogens, parasitic pathogens, viral pathogens. It looks at H. pylori and the virulence factors that come with it, normal bacteria um, that we would want to find in your gut, um, and then like opportunistic bacteria essentially. So that ranges from things that are, you know, just dysbiotic or overgrown, things that can be potential autoimmune triggers. It looks at different fungi and yeast strains, viruses, um, parasites, worms, you name it all of that is there, right? It also looks at possible antibiotic resistance and also looks at intestinal health markers. So things like digestion and immune response and inflammation and all that good stuff. So when I hit my breaking point, I was pretty much at a spot where I couldn't make it through a meal without either having to get up and go to the bathroom, um, and essentially, right, get sick. I, I like could not make it through a meal without basically having to like quickly remove myself from the table to get to the bathroom to use the restroom because I just could not, could not function. Like my gut was just so unwell. So 
That being said, um, that was a big factor in everything for me. But the the literal event that broke the straw, what's the saying? The straw that broke the camel's back. So the straw that broke my back that made me be like, I don't care what it takes. I don't care how much it costs. Like I need answers. I cannot live with this anymore. Was I was eating dinner with my husband and we were having... Um, well, my now husband, he was my fiance at the time, but we were having dinner. We were having noodles and company, something that I'd had a million times before, um, had never gotten sick had never had any issues. And I wasn't even halfway through my dinner. And I literally ran, like ran and barely made it to the bathroom. And you might be like, this feels like a lot, but there is no TMI on this podcast because time after time, when I get clients and we're talking about this and we're talking about possibly doing a GI map, they're experiencing the same thing, but nobody's talked about how that's not normal. So a lot of people have convinced themselves that that like urge to make it to the bat, like that you need to get to the bathroom and you need to get there faster, getting sick regularly with meals that didn't previously make you sick. They're just taking that as normal and going along their day, but that's not normal. You guys, like I had had that meal a bajillion times. And this one time for whatever reason, I was sick halfway through the meal. Could never even go back, literally threw it away. I hate wasting food. Like, so just things like that, like started to become more common where I didn't know what was safe and what wasn't safe because it seemed like I was reacting to literally everything under the sun. I was not having regular bowel movements. I just like was not feeling like myself. I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. And the irony is it all chased back to my gut. So I was having that reactivity to like any and all foods. Like there was no rhyme or reason. Like I've known for years at this point what my allergies are, like my true allergies are, what I cannot have, like, and then it's it's tough. So my three main things that I have to stay away from, well, okay, no, there's like four main things, <laughs> gluten, dairy, beef, and potato. And so it's really hard when your diet is already limited by allergies to then start responding and reacting to a bunch of other things because it really limits what you can eat. And then it can make it actually kind of a fearful experience. Like I basically was afraid of eating. I was afraid of going out to eat. I was afraid of eating around family. Like that wasn't like close family because the reality was I had no idea when I was going to get sick. There was no rhyme or reason. It was just when it hit, it hit and it was terrible. And I actually remember, and I, I think I still have the photos on my camera roll of like, like side profile views of like, I was so visibly distended. So I had like that food reactivity. I had like terrible distension. Like I was, my whole abdomen was like rock solid distended as far as, honestly, it felt like as far as you could see. I've never had a kid. I've never been pregnant, but like genuinely looked like I could be carrying a child. I was so distended and it was, it wasn't even just like an an annoying, like, oh, I'm kind of like bloated. Like, no, this was painful, true, like distension. Like I could not bring my abdomen in if I tried. It was so extreme. So those were like two really big things I struggled with. But at the same time, I also was struggling with fatigue. I was tired all freaking day. Um, You know, bloating was pretty common from the moment I woke up to when I went to bed. It got worse throughout the day. And just like as a fun fact, you should not be waking up bloated. I had irregular bowel movements. I was nauseous a lot. My cravings were definitely very like extreme. Um, And honestly, I like kind of dismissed that symptom for a while because with my ADHD and sometimes I have like some sensory issues with food and I hyperfixiate on things, I couldn't, I, I was kind of just dismissing it as I was hyperfixiating on something else. But 
there was that. I was also so, so, so dependent on caffeine because I was just tired all the time. Um, And like I said, I just was kind of an overall mess. Like it just was not, my body was not having a good time and it was super, super clear. So like I said, kind of reached my breaking point and was like, I'm going to do a GI map. So I did my GI map. I got my results back and I opened them up and went, huh, okay. So my... GI map came back and I flagged high for H. pylori. I was missing one of our key like strains in our gut. It's called acromancia. Um, So it wasn't even detected. It was below detectable limits. So I had a a big pathogen. I had an entire like key stand strain in my gut basically missing. Um, It wasn't detectable at all. And then I had a lot of overgrown bacteria. I had a lot of dysbiosis. Um, And I also even had some um, yeast. (laughs) And I was like, that's fascinating. Um, Very common symptoms of like yeast issues are like gas, bloating, constipation, nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. Um, And so, I mean, I I definitely checked a lot of those boxes. And then um, when I was kind of looking at it, I was like, hmm, okay, well, that's unfortunate, but it's there. So definitely want to take care of it. But definitely what was very prominent were a lot of those overgrown bacteria. And then also there's like a section on the GI map that talks about potential autoimmune triggers, which sounds like a really scary section, but it's really not. It's just there's certain bacterias that can essentially like initiate some like autoimmune issues um, if they're not taken care of and if they're not treated, right? And so some of my like I had three show up basically on my test. I had Prevotella, which is one strain show up, and that's actually linked to um, some like uh, some rheumatoid arthritis autoimmune activity. Then I had one called Fusobacterium, which is linked to, um, it can be linked to systemic sclerosis or inflammatory bowel disease, so RBD. Then the other one that I had pop up um, was a Klebsiella strain, which pretty much can be linked to like Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, um, kind of autoimmune issues. And so realistically, I kind of saw these and I was like, hmm, kind of checks out. <laughs> Wouldn't be shocked um, that some of these are here, especially because again, like my overall like quality of life was just not the best. My reactivity was super high. And I was like, all right. So then when we looked at, when I was like looking at my results and I was seeing some of like the overgrown bacteria that showed up, I, a lot of them like basically are tied back to having reduced digestive function. Um, they can cause constipation or diarrhea. Like it can, it can kind of go either way. And as a provider that reads these tests, there's some patterns of overgrowth that also match from my test results with having H. pylori be present and also high. And so basically what my test told me um, from just like the first two pages is I had some pathogens, I had some good missing bacteria, and then I had some overgrowths that definitely were causing, you know, just increased inflammation in my gut. Um, They were you know, they love to overgrow when um, reduced digestive function is present. And that definitely was happening as a result of the H. pylori. Because when we have H. pylori, um, we can basically see a decrease in our like enzymes and a decrease in the breaking down of our food. Um, and it, it can impact our last taste essentially. And so that is part of um, the GI map is it does look at elastase. And 
I was almost as low as you possibly can be. I still had it detected, which is good because I have actually seen elastase come back below detectable limits um, on some GI maps, which is really crazy to think about. But basically in your digestive health section of a GI map, it looks at your elastase, which is what helps break down food. And then it also looks at steatocrit, which refers to fat in stool. And you don't want fat to be in your stool. If you have fat in your stool, it's typically indicative of basically like malabsorption. Like you're not really absorbing what you're breaking down because it's making it out, right? Um, to be picked up in a test. And so you ideally want it to be 0% um, based off like their markers. And I was like at 8%. And I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. And my elastase was really low. And... Um, then when I looked at like your um your one of the inflammatory markers on the GI map, it was elevated. And I also um under the immune response section on the GI map, um, our secretory IGA, which kind of think of as like good soldiers, that was also really low. And so I was like struggling to even mount an immune response in my gut to fight these things that were taking over. And that's also um pretty consistent with overgrowths actually to see that on the lower end. And so it was just a lot. Um also had some like elevated just some elevated like additional markers on the test that it was like, well, there's a lot happening here and this all makes a lot of sense as to why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And so what do I do about it? And so I ended up coming up with a treatment plan for myself. And basically this consisted of, and this is something that I do to this day with my clients, it consisted of antimicrobials um, and herbals that basically work to eradicate a lot of these pathogens. Um, that are like tried and true. And the really cool thing is we do have more and more studies coming out that are showing the efficacy of some herbals and antimicrobials being used to target specific pathogens like H. pylori um, because you can treat H. pylori without antibiotics. And the benefit um, and why I chose to go this route myself was I was an antibiotic kid can't even sugarcoat it. I was sick a lot as a kid. Um, turns out my tonsils were bad. And so we took those out and that helped a lot afterwards, but those didn't come out till I was 17. So I regularly had strep. I regularly was getting sick. I regular was having ton like tonsil issues. Like I just was sick a lot. And so I took a lot of antibiotics over the course of my lifetime. And my mom was not a super fan of that. She always was like, antibiotics is a last resort because we know that antibiotics are really hard on our overall body system. You can become resistant to antibiotics. Um, so that they no longer work. And um, I actually did have some antibiotic resistant genes show up positive on my GI map. And obviously I didn't have GI map as a kid, so I can't prove if that's from taking a bunch of antibiotics or if they've always been there. But um, I also like went through a period of time where I had kidney infection after kidney infection after kidney infection for like a whole calendar year. And finally what got rid of the kidney infection was like an eight week strong, like long course of antibiotics. And that definitely antibiotics just wreak havoc on your microbiome. They're really, really tough because they kill everything um, for the most part. And so while you can treat some of these issues that show up on the GI map with antibiotics and some of them, some things specifically are it's indicated to treat with antibiotics over antimicrobials or herbals, for example. For me specifically in my results, they all could be treated with antimicrobials and herbals. And so the nice thing about that is I was able to target specifically what I wanted to treat and how I wanted to treat it without wiping out all of my good gut bacteria. And I was also able to work on building back some of that, um, that acromantia strain that I was completely missing while I was doing this. And when I tell you it was a like literal night and day difference, I was a couple months into treating myself and I 
was eating things that I wasn't, I hadn't been able to eat in months. I was able to enjoy family outings. I was no longer tied to a bathroom. I was able to literally live my life again. My fatigue started to lift. The inflammation that I was feeling kind of through my whole body, through like my joints, my hands, some weird swelling that was happening. Um, also during this time that I didn't mention, my weight definitely was also steadily kind of trending up and I wasn't, I hadn't changed anything, but my body was clearly just like super, un- <laughs> it was super unhappy. So like the scale stopped increasing regularly. Like my whole life turned around. I was sleeping better. I was thinking better. I was functioning better. I was able to live my life without fear of like when I was eating or what I was eating, obviously outside of my not, like my actual food allergies. And I was able to actually create like this quality of life that like I had not known in months. And honestly, I think, and a lot of my clients have related to this when we've talked about it one-on-one, you get so used to feeling so bad that sometimes it just becomes a normal and you literally can forget if it goes on for months, you can forget what it was like to feel like before you got sick, before something underlying happened. And so... I kind of wanted just to share this in like an episode today because it's incredible to not feel like you are tied to a bathroom, to not feel like you have to fear what you're eating, to not feel like you have to fear anything related to your gut health. And it is absolutely possible to live like that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, um, a lot of the symptoms that you're saying are how I'm feeling, a GI map might be for you. Now, something that I also like to give like a good little disclaimer and a little talk for is that I don't just GI map anybody. It's a time investment. It's out of pocket. It's not covered by insurance, right? Like it is a significant investment, but it's worth it. It's worth it to turn your life around. It's worth it to get to feeling healthy. It's worth it to have a healthy microbiome. Honestly, I am more and more as I like continue down this path and really starting to specialize more, more specifically in gut health rather than working with like everything across the spectrum as a dietitian, I am more and more and more in favor of doing GI maps preventatively once a year for overall gut health. We've seen a rise in um, colon cancer and in young people um, that we haven't been seeing before. And I'll be really interested to see the research that comes out, out on that in the future. But getting regular GI maps done from Diagnostic Solutions with a provider that you like, know, trust, all that good stuff can help prevent issues and keep your microbiome in a really good spot to prevent any future like complications later in life. And so Basically, I hope that if you take anything from this episode, kind of like game-changing piece of information here is you do not have to feel bad. If you are listening to this and you are like, I live by the bathroom, I do not go out because I'm afraid to. I am worried if I eat something wrong, like I will be sick all night and you don't know the rhyme or the reason, or let's say you've never had issues with food in your life. This is what I see all the time. You've never had issues with foods in your life. And then all of a sudden over the last several months, it seems like it's building. You now have a sensitivity to this or a sensitivity to that, or maybe it feels like you have a sensitivity to everything. That's not a way to live life. And there's a solution to it. Um, And usually it's an underlying issue, but also what I always tell my clients is we make sure all the foundational pieces are in check. Um, there are always exceptions to that rule, but generally before I spend, ask you to spend all your hard-earned money and also time <laughs> um, on doing a GI map and treating it and all that good stuff, I make sure our basics are there. And then also just as a fun fact, if you're thinking this and you're like, I want to go down this rabbit hole, just know if you have H. pylori, we got to look at your significant others too. So either way, just wanted to let you know that there is 
a version of the world that looks like not having to live by what your gut is deciding to do or not do. Um, Gut health is super, super important. And I feel like it's become kind of trendy recently to just be like, gut health is important. But like the overall state of your microbiome, how we're feeding it, how we're treating it, how you're living day to day, all impacts our microbiome. And our microbiome drives pretty much our entire life. Um, A lot of hormonal issues originate in the gut. It just does. They just do. Um, and the reality is at the end of the day, if you are not feeling good, if your gut health is not feeling good, please, please, please work with a provider. Do not wait as long as I waited um, to the point where you're literally not even making it through a meal because you're getting sick halfway in between and you never know why. There's no rhyme or reason. Do not wait until it gets to that point. It's a lot easier to fix things if we catch them on the earlier side. So if I could give you one piece of advice, do not wait and just treat go all in, treat it, find a provider that you like, that you want to work with and address these gut issues. But truly, 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 and honestly, doing a GI map and treating all those issues that showed up, that was in 2020. It's 2023 now. And realistically, overall, I've been able to maintain even with autoimmune issues um, and being at higher risk for not maintaining good gut environments with a lot of effort and time and just like, what is... um consciousness, there we go, with all the choices I make on a daily basis, I've been able to maintain a really positive gut environment where things are pretty solid. Now, that wasn't always the case though. And so it truly, a GI map changed my life. And then the really cool thing in being able to implement that with clients for the last three years now is I see time and time again, when someone does a GI map, we see what comes up, we make the lifestyle adjustments, we make the nutrition adjustments, and we do the treatment protocols their life changes. Some of my favorite testimonials from clients have come from clients that have done a GI map who've had their entire lives changed. And I will never forget, there was one client I did a GI map with and like out of the blue one day, I got like a little like note card from her, like a little thank you note, a little postcard and like a little bracelet from the trip that she went on. And I will never forget, she wrote me a whole note and it was literally the nicest thing that I've ever probably received. It was so sweet, but she sent me a note just about how she was able to go on her vacation and enjoy it and enjoy the food and not be tied to a bathroom and just get to live her life, which wasn't something that she was able to do in a really long time. And man, those are just like some of my favorite testimonials because I live and breathe it. I know how life-changing it was for me or how game-changing it was. And now I get to have it be a really game-changing item for them as well. So... I will stop chatting your ear off for this week, but we are going to do a little gut health series and I'm really excited to bring that to you guys. As a reminder, if you have specific gut health questions, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know so we can talk about it in these next couple episodes. We'll break down like what a full GI map is in one episode um, and go from there. But until the next episode, hope you stay happy and healthy and thanks so much for listening this week. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot tell y'all how much I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for being here and tuning in to the podcast. If you have a second, you can scroll and leave a rating and review for the podcast. It helps me help more people like you. And I would really, really appreciate it. If you have any questions on this episode or any other episode you've listened to, just as a reminder, come find me on Instagram. I'm at dietitian.giana. It is linked down below in the show notes as well. But please come connect with me on Instagram. If you have questions, if you need help, let me know and I'm happy to help.